KPBS On Demand is supported by the Museum of Contemporary Art San Diego, offering visitors to the La Jolla campus special exhibitions, collection galleries, coastal vistas, seaside dining, and more. MCASD.org. Good morning. I'm Annika Colbert. It's Tuesday, February 1st. What happened with California's single-payer health care bill? More on that next, but first, let's do the headlines. San Diego County public health officials reported more than 2,000 new COVID-19 cases on Monday, while the Omicron surge is appearing to decline. They also reported 21 additional deaths. More than 4,000 cases were reported on Sunday and more than 5,000 on Saturday. Hospitalizations decreased by 30, according to state figures. Free N95 masks are now available at pharmacies and health centers in San Diego, though not all pharmacies have them yet, and the ones that do say they're going quickly. In terms of face coverings, N95s offer the best protection. Dr. William Sang with Kaiser Permanente San Diego says in a COVID hospital setting, the higher grade masks go in the trash after use. He says it's more about how long you wear it that matters. The duration of use is more important than the frequency. Meaning, hey, if I just use it for five minutes going out to the grocery or going out to do an errand uh, versus I wear it entire day. Today is the start of the Year of the Tiger Lunar New Year. Celebrations kicked off in City Heights on Monday with the unveiling of a new mural to honor the Vietnamese community. It was created by artist Tao Nguyen French. She says it's the most meaningful mural she's ever painted. I put eight to 11 hour days in every single day for eight days straight. So my hands feel like they're gonna fall off. My eyes are very tired, and uh, but my heart is so full. The mural depicts a huge tiger, and it's on the side of the Min Key restaurant on El Cajon Boulevard. From KPBS, you're listening to San Diego News Now. Stay with me for more of the local news you need. KPBS On Demand is supported by Maracal Design and Remodeling, helping homeowners with their home remodeling needs. From ADUs to custom kitchen remodels and room additions, Maracal Design and Remodeling designs and builds your dream home. Learn more at trustyourhometous.com. Free health care for all is a promise many politicians have made. But on Monday evening, the California State Assembly was unable to bring a controversial new proposal called CalCare to a vote. The bill was opposed by many doctors and by the insurance industry, and it didn't have the support it needed to pass. KPBS reporter Kitty Alvarado has more on what was at stake for the uninsured. Proponents of AB 1400 say it would transform one of the costliest for-profit healthcare systems in the world. One, they say often, rejects life-saving medical care, even for those with insurance. It's estimated that over a quarter million people in San Diego and Imperial counties don't have health insurance. Rick Epps, a political science professor at Imperial Valley College, says it would provide coverage for the mostly minority population of uninsured and underinsured people in the state. So we can at least uh, provide a framework and a structure for that as opposed to just, you know, when they when they stumble into an emergency room somewhere and somebody has to take care of them. Somebody's still writing the checks. Dr. William Sang is the past president of the San Diego Medical Society and a board member of the California Medical Association. He says the system does need to change, but this bill should focus on the 7% of uninsured Californians. 
I think the goal is really good, meaning the goal is really to get everybody covered, everybody um, to have that access uh, to the insurance. And the governor has done quite a bit to close that gap. I think we're so close in getting the right direction. Um, AB 1400 really isn't the way to go. The cost of care would be paid by a single payer, the government, in the form of taxes. The latest estimates say that taxpayers would shell out over $365 billion per year. That's why the proposed bill would require a separate bill to be passed by voters to fund it. Dr. Seng says, costs aside, decisions would also be taken out of the hands of doctors and have unintended consequences. If you love what you have now, there really is no assurance that you can keep what you have because the systems will not be there. Epp says just because the vote was scrapped doesn't mean it won't be proposed again. It's just too important as the baby boomers are aging and the rising cost of health care uh, is leaving many people uh, vulnerable, financially vulnerable, and their health is dependent on that, then we have to do something. Kitty Alvarado, KPBS News. While temperatures in San Diego remain chilly, residents are thinking twice before cranking up the heat after seeing their recent SDG&E bills. KPBS reporter Tanya Thorne has more. Fallbrook resident Brenda Hudspeth used to receive an income-based discount on her SDG&E bill, but this year she no longer qualifies for the discount. It's pretty upsetting that I'm not eligible for a discount. My bill has literally tripled and it's just me and my daughter. Hudspeth and her daughter live in a two-bedroom apartment. Previously, my bills were in the 30s and 40s, $30, dollars $40 range. And um, my first bill in January was $88. And I went to my mailbox before I, before I called you or before you called me. And my bill this month is $98. And she isn't alone. Residents countywide are seeing an increase in their gas and electric bills. SDG&E did increase its rates as of January 1st. On its website, the utility says it's required to update energy pricing to reflect the cost of providing clean, safe, and reliable service to customers. And lists a number of factors prompting the increase, from a global rising costs to wildfire mitigation efforts. In a statement, SDG&E said, We understand our customers' frustration with higher bills, that are being impacted in part by higher natural gas prices seen globally and increased gas usage due to an unusually cold December. While there is never a good time to raise rates, SDG&E is committed to working with customers. Gas is obviously four fifty a gallon. And, you know, rents have gone up, skyrocketed. Um, food is outrageous, right? Um, and now my utilities have tripled. And um, I, I'm really feeling it. I'm really feeling it right now. SCG&E says customers should log on to their account to make sure they are on the best plan and to see if they qualify for any assistance programs. Tanya Thorne, KPBS News.
San Diego City has taken its first steps towards unwinding the controversial pension reform measure Proposition B. KPBS Metro reporter Andrew Bowen says turning back the clock on Prop B is a costly but necessary action. Prop B excluded new city employees from the pension system. It was approved by voters in 2012, but the courts later found the measure illegal and ordered the city to offer pensions to all its impacted employees, plus a bonus to make up for its mistake. The city council this week approved actions to implement those court orders. Councilmember Vivian Moreno says the supposed savings from Prop B never materialized. In fact, the opposite happened. The city began to have major problems in recruiting and retaining city employees because we couldn't offer competitive benefits. City officials estimate the total cost of undoing Prop B could exceed $80 million. Andrew Bowen, KPBS News. Coming up, thousands of low-wage Californians are being hurt by delays on the part of the state government when it comes to dealing with the problem of wage theft. Government should be stepping in and policing these employers that are that are ripping people off. We'll have more on what's causing these delays next, just after the break. KPBS On Demand is supported by UC San Diego, offering the online Master of Data Science program, a journey through computation, data analysis, and real-world applications. Learn more about the online Master of Data Science program from UC San Diego at omds.ucsd.edu. State investigators found a company with Burger King franchises in San Francisco owes nearly $2 million for wage theft. But that was a year and a half ago, and workers are still waiting for their money because the state hasn't scheduled a hearing to file their case. KQED's Farida Javala Romero reports that thousands more low-wage Californians are also hurt by delays, just like this one. Back in June of 2020, the Labor Commissioner's Office cited a California company called Golden Gate Restaurant Group for failing to pay minimum wage, overtime, meal and rest breaks to more than 230 of its employees. One of them was Sonia Crisostomo. She worked as a cashier and prep cook at one of the Burger Kings the company operated. I met her outside the downtown office building where she now works cleaning conference rooms. We sat down in the lobby, and Cristostomo told me her Burger King paycheck was often short. She complained to managers, but nothing changed. Still, she stayed for three years. As a single mom, she needed the job to pay rent. I tried reaching Golden Gate's CEO, but he did not return my emails or calls. The company appealed the fines, and it has the right to a hearing at the Labor Commissioner's office. But it's been almost 19 months, and that hearing hasn't even been scheduled. The problem is the longer the case drags on, the harder it can be for people like Crisostomo to recover their wages. She's owed more than $38,000. That's money she needed when she was unemployed during the pandemic. Instead, she relied on a food bank to feed her family. 
She says it's unfair that the state is not moving faster to make her old employer follow the law. If workers have rights, she says, they should be enforced. Meanwhile, Golden Gate is taking advantage of the delay, says Alex Campbell, with Legal Aid at Work. He represents these workers. The company that did this to them has been starting to move assets around and shut down restaurants in San Francisco and um, is potentially making moves to avoid payment altogether. Advocates say other large cases are languishing for years without a hearing at the labor commissioners. And they say the backlog has gotten worse during the pandemic. In L.A., investigators cited a construction company for $12 million. More than 1,000 workers in that case have been waiting nearly three years to get paid. In San Diego and Orange counties, 560 janitors are owed $4 million. They've waited three and a half years. That's unacceptable, says State Senator Dave Cortesi. He chairs the Senate Labor Committee. Government should be stepping in and policing these employers that are that are ripping people off. And, and it's not happening. And, and that causes real pain. The labor commissioner declined several requests for an interview and would not explain why hearings are delayed. But the agency has just 64 hearing officers statewide. They judge appeals on big wage theft investigations like the Burger King case and many of the 30,000 claims individuals file each year. Rene Amador is the legal director at Maintenance Cooperation Trust Fund, a janitorial industry watchdog group. They have way more cases than one person should be assigned, but it's because they don't have enough hearing officers. The labor commissioner has hired more staff after the legislature recently increased its budget. But State Senator Cortesi says the agency remains inefficient. This has been the case over the years with labor commissioners. This is not a new problem. And, and that usually means, you know, the entire culture of the operation needs to be addressed and, and revisited and restructured. He plans to hold committee hearings on the delays. I'm Farida Jabala Romero. That's it for the podcast today. Be sure to catch KPBS Midday Edition at noon on KPBS Radio or check out the Midday Edition podcast. You can also watch KPBS Evening Edition at 5 o'clock on KPBS Television. And as always, you can find more San Diego news online at kpbs.org. I'm Annika Colbert. Thanks for listening and have a great day. Thank you.